1: Support for Armchair and the Saints Happy Hour podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair.
2: Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro. And when he decides to show up, Kevin held. We are the perfect blend of saint sincerity
0: and stupidity.
3: Oh, now that's a good question. That is a damn
1: good question. You see, Ralph, that's why you're the host. That's why you're, that's why you're that is why That is a nervous. good question by me. Usually I just stumble over it and, <laughs> and, and, and you say, is there a question in there? And I'm like, eh, not really. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malgrove. All right, everybody, welcome to a special Sunday night edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. We're going on Sunday just because we couldn't wait to talk about what happened to the Saints in Atlanta on Thanksgiving. Look, I know that Jim Henderson was a poet. And as a Saints play-by-play guy. And I know Zach Strieff, Andrew, friend of the program, friend of you. You get inside information from him on the Twitters occasionally. He's been really good as a play-by-play. But I submit to you that this is the greatest call in Saints history, courtesy of some German network that uh, did the Thursday night game.
4: Oh, deception. Oh, deception! Matt Ryan,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Like a the stiff arm,
0: and fliegt hitting the Boden. Hör doch mal auf. So I just Dave, I
1: love how
0: they
3: g- giggle like little girls, <laughs> I just love it. and then it just makes me giggle. <laughs> I thought I thought I it sounded like the Joker.
2: the words "stiff arm" at the end there. <laughs> it's like the only thing I can. Understand,
1: yeah. Oh my god,
3: yeah. Apparently, in German, the word for stiff arm is stiff arm,
1: (laughs) Kevin. I thought it sounded like the the Joker revealing a devious plot. (laughs) What did you think it sounded like? (laughs)
4: That's (laughs) (laughs) so good,
1: Uh, Dave. Ah, Are those
2: Germans? Always making us laugh. Should the show just be us replaying that like fifty times and then? People get are getting
1: it? people are getting mad about the sound effects. Somebody DM'd me and said I needed to go to rehab because I play the sound effects too much. He said it's like Tony Satries; it's great, but if you go too much, it ruins it. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know, I man. I'm, I'm, I have an that. itchy trigger figure. I want to play it again. But Dave, my question to you is. Are they going to induct Shy Tuttle into the Saints' ring of honor before the 49er game or at halftime?
3: <laughs> um, they're going to do it at halftime. Uh, just give extra motivation mid-game. Yeah, no, that was uh, awesome. That, that's going to go down in history. Uh, you know, there, There's a lot of good uh, Thanksgiving moments. There was Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, there was the Jenksgiving Day miracle where he ran down uh, – who was that on the Cowboys? Who was the
2: Roy receiver? Williams?
3: Roy, I knew, I knew you guys. I knew one of you guys would remember that. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, this, but this one, uh, this one is definitely gonna go down in history. I mean, it's just gonna be. It's so. It's so. It's so meme. It's. It's perfect for memes. Uh, it's just like such a perfect format.
1: Did, Kevin, does it does it surpass the buttception? Oh, ah, oh, man. Yes. Yes.
3: Ah,
2: the fact that it was for the division on Thanksgiving, I think, kind of increases the magnitude of it.
0: I mean, the like here's the thing, like ah, I think the butception has it for like degree of difficulty. Hang on a minute, I got to move my plate here. The dog is (laughs) the dog is uh eating up my uh my, my chicken tender crumbs. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's not the food; it's the Shy Tuttle commentary that's got your dog excited. No, 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 no it's
0: not. It's it's not. I mean, I, I actually wish I could have those Germans in in my house just commenting, commentating the the random shit that I do. And oh, he left occasionally...
4: the plate out. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: no! Another dog is going
0: to eat it all. <laughs> occasionally laughing like when some random woman just comes wandering into my house, that would be good too. Um. Yeah. Oh, uh, God! The butt, the buttception is so good, though. The buttception was so good. I guess. Good. Ah, fuck it. I'll I'll go with this because I mean the Germans really put it over the top. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know, I wonder if we can get these guys on the show. We should try to track these guys down and get them to give us twenty minutes.
3: Do they speak English?
2: Doesn't matter.
0: I mean, can Reck- see English? I mean, look, all they got to do is just say Matt. All they got to do is understand like half a thing, and and that's about it.
3: Do we have I, any I mean, listeners who are tra- who are, who can speak German who could translate
2: for us? I feel like most Germans can speak English.
0: Yeah, yeah, they have a they have a real good education system.
4: Oh, deception! Oh, deception! <laughs> Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my god wie
1: eine Puppe gibt er die Stifte haben oder fliegt er vom Boden hör doch mal auf <laughs> here's the here's here's the thing right it it's so perfect because it i think it's going to live i think it's potentially going to live as long as 28 to 3 because it's so memeable because you can just mash it up with anything i saw somebody mash it up with the desk with the with the orange house the orange county housewives uh the, the the woman screaming and the cat and they had um the woman screaming Ooh, and yeah. and shy tuttle just <laughs> still farming matt ryan yeah yeah ralph
2: i don't watch that i don't know what you're talking about <laughs>
1: It's it's like one of the 900 varieties <laughs> of the Real Housewives of Orange County on Bravo, on Bravo.
2: I'm surprised Dave hasn't made a shirt of it yet, of the stiff arm. Yeah,
1: Dave. Yeah, that's the a good right idea. Yeah, that's it's the good good holidays. Idea. Dave wasn't working, right? You'll get on that tomorrow.
3: I Yeah, well, no, I wasn't working Thursday, and then I had to fly out Friday for the two-lane game. Then worked Saturday. Home Sunday.
2: Uh. I'm serious. If you know who these announcers are, you can help us <laughs> find them. I want them on the show. So please find us on Twitter. Let us know where they are. I want them on the show. I want them talking about that play. That was – it'll live forever.
1: Um, Kevin, has the, has the special teams coach of the Saints got fired? Because I think Atlanta just recovered another onside kick. The only bad thing about Thursday.
0: Uh, uh, hang on a minute. The only look the defense, the defense was getting penalized out the ass. Uh, uh, receivers, you know, receivers not named Mike Thomas. Uh, uh some you, catch. You
2: guys aren't going to start with this shit, right?
0: No, 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 hang on. Look, let me just get it all out. Of, let me just get it all out.
3: Wait, what shit? What? We're not allowed to complain.
2: I know. I mean, it's just you guys are fucking unbelievable. It's just like ten and two. We went on the road on four days' rest, beat the Falcons. I'm not going to go through this whole rant again. You, you guys know this all by heart by now. But you know, and I will say, I agree to some extent that there was some stuff about that game. It, it, it was way closer than it should have been, and the Saints should have put them away many times over. And it was frustrating that. It got to the level that it did, where it was uncomfortable right. at the end. So
0: I, I give you guys that, but I, I'm not I'm not coming out here saying that they're not a Super Bowl team or anything like that. I'm just saying I'm just saying you can't just say the only problem was the two fuck ups on the on the onside kicks. Like it's kind of there funny. were problems. Like there were problems that do have to be addressed. <clears throat> like. I mean, y'all have said it on the podcast uh, that that it seems like the team kind of like took off, took their foot off the off the gas a little when Drew came back because they I don't know maybe they felt they could lean on him more, but yeah, like there are problems that but, I mean, do yeah, have are, to be addressed and are, and. and are there
1: problems or is it just Jared cook needed to catch the fucking ball? Like if he makes a couple of those catches that hit him in the hands,
2: Camara dropped two, Ginn dropped a touchdown cook dropped two, Michael Thomas dropped a couple. I mean, it's just like, I I thought breeze actually played well in this game. I thought the receiver screwed him over. Um, And that was a big reason why Atlanta stayed in the game was just the, the number of drop passes. So that, that was part of it. But you know, look, You guys can't talk me out of being on cloud nine. Like, LSU just went 12-0. Joe Burrow is going to win the Heisman for the fucking first time since 1958 or whatever. Well, that has has
3: nothing to do with the Saints. It doesn't
2: matter. I'm on cloud nine. The Saints are (laughs) 10-2. They're in first place. They're the only team in the NFC that's clinched a division. If Seattle wins tomorrow night, by the way, the Saints will be first because... The 49ers will drop to fifth in the standing. So right now, the Saints, like, they, they could lose to San Francisco. And as long as Seattle stays ahead of them, the Saints still own the tiebreaker over Seattle. And all they have to do is catch Seattle to win the conference. So the the bottom line is, like, we, we can talk about what's wrong with the Saints and how they are – tragically flawed and they're not going to win a super bowl well, we're going to find out pretty quick they play the 49ers next sunday and if the 49ers are really as good as everyone seems to think they are and they come into new orleans and they kick their our teeth in then yes we will come you know, on it looks this podcast pretty flawed. And we will have Dwinged. to reassess things but until then the saints are 10 and 2 they're in first place in the conference and i'm gonna enjoy it sorry Drew Brees I mean, carved
1: up the Texans, and Brady looks fucking abominable versus them. I'm just saying. Um, Dave, you don't. I, you don't. You don't feel like. You don't feel like they. I, I, my my thing, just in
3: general, the the bigger picture. I, I, I mean, I could I could nitpick about the penalties and uh, obviously some shitty officiating, which hasn't gone our way. Um, but I mean, I think the bigger picture is. I just feel like they don't have. That killer instinct to like just close what? out teams. Like they don't have that. Like they're just they're not they're not blowing teams out. And even when they are winning, they're doing stupid shit. Like you know, allowing two onside kicks. I mean, just I just feel like don't they don't. For, have don't
2: forget g- hands to the face.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, again, that's <laughs> that's, a fish, that's more officiating, I think. Um, most of the penalties in this game against the Falcons. That was. That was on that was on the Saints. I mean, that was just well, stupid here- shit that was Lattimore and Eli Apple. Uh, Dude, I Eli mean, Apple you know, had a rough s- game. lot no, Yeah, no, I mean th- that, that that was legitimate shit. Um, but anyway, but I just feel like yeah, I just feel like they're kind of just lacking that killer instinct that just to put teams away and that just that's what just makes me nervous when we have to start playing, you know, better teams like the Niners in and, and the playoffs.
2: Kevin, I, I mean. could be I could be wrong about this, but I just think this Sunday at home the Saints are going to play a better quality opponent. They know they're not going to be able to dick around like they <laughs> have been with some of these teams, and they're, they're going to play their best football of the year. And they're well, going to shut all of Saints' Twitter up. Oh and na- the national media is going to be all over their junk. I mean, I, I'm telling you it's going to happen.
0: Well, I, hey, look, I lo- nothing would make me happier than, than, than the Saints coming out and complete and, and playing a, a great game And, and, and either, I don't care if they win by one. I don't care if they blow the doors off the the 49ers, but playing a good game and coming out on top, I would love it. Well, here, I I love, I love being proven wrong on, on, on anything like this. I I enjoy it. I'm not one. I, I don't, I don't run from it. I'm like, Hey, if I think that the saints are going to lose, or if I think that the Saints are are, are going to struggle and 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 they don't, great, I fucking love it. Well, here's the, here's the thing with with San Francisco,
1: people that just started, you know, a lot of people they jumped on the Saints bad way, and they've only been a Saints fan since two thousand five, two thousand six, or even if you're thirty, you don't really understand. You think San Francisco is Vernon Davis and that's it, San Francisco is like a bugaboo or, or arch rival. It can be 49ers hate week this week because they have scars. I mean, if you're 35 to 40, the 49ers own the Saints from like the late 80s to the late 90s. But here's a question that I wanted to talk to you guys about that we, we've talked about a bunch of times. And I can't remember if it, if it was Kevin who did the rant or, or maybe it was Andrew. You know, Drew Brees has been fucked over for the MVP like three, it's three separate times, right? And the media always moves the goalpost. Well, we've never really had a discussion of a Saints player being defensive player of the year because the Saints defense is usually atrocious. And even when they've been good the last three years, they haven't had a player sort of transcend that level. Cam Jordan had four sacks. He leads the NFL in sacks. So my question to you, Kevin, is how... I didn't even fucking the, know that. How is the NFL yeah, going to... How is the NFL going to fuck over Cam Jordan and move the goalposts and deny him Defensive Player of the Year?
0: Shit.
2: Well, it's easy. easy. He doesn't play for the Patriots. Right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's
1: a good answer. I mean,
2: don't you think the NFL is going to be like, hey, great season. Uh, Your statistics are off the charts. Wait a minute. Do you play for the Patriots? No, no, I don't pay for the Patriots. Yeah, but oh, I mean, well, I guess you can't be MVP of the defense. But the then. Patriots are losing tonight, Sorry. so they'll go
1: to ten and two. So if the Saints end up with the same record as New England, and Cam Jordan leads the NFL in sacks and gets to like eighteen or seventeen, I think he's got a really good shot over uh, Gilmore for New England. But they'll they'll still screw him, right? Or am I wrong?
0: I mean where where's where's uh where's Nick Bosa figure into this? He's be rookie of the year. He's not getting defensive player of the year, right? No.
1: Especially after Ramchak erases I'm, him next week.
0: I don't know. I mean like that's just like that's just my concern is is there's you know, like like you got you got bo- both the Bosa's and what, what? What? Aaron Donald won it two years in a row, right? Yeah, he could. Win. I'm sure there's some people that'll that'll go riding hard for it. Like it'll be a small group of people, so I'm sure he'll get a little bit of love. And uh
2: I mean, Nick Nick Bost is a good player, but he has eight sacks. I and mean, He's not winning just- Defensive Player of the Year.
1: That was the only upside to the Saints not being able to record an onside kick, recover an onside kick. Cam Jordan got two more sacks. He went from two to four. <laughs>
0: it was, it was nice. Right. I'm just, but I'm just saying, is are there some statistics? Like I know we're we're talking sacks here, but is there some statistic that that one of those like top guys, uh, you know, either the, the one or the the bosses or uh, Stephen Gilmore or whatever that, that they lead. That some dipshit can use as an excuse for why they were deserved it more than Cam Jordan. No, the
1: only thing with the Patriots was their defense before the Baltimore game was on a historic pace, right? So you could say if this is the best defense in the history of the NFL, the Defensive Player of the Year should be from them. San Francisco, they have a historically great pass defense, but they're not his, they're not historically great defense. Um. Another interesting thing,
0: Dave. about – Right, but haven't, but haven't the 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 wise voters proven that you know historic record breaking <laughs> seasons don't matter worth a shit?
1: That is correct. See, two thousand and eleven Saints. Um,
0: yeah, I'm just throwing that just just throwing that out there. I thought I'd contribute that. Dave,
1: the Saints, current they sacked Matt Ryan nine times, which is the most sacks they've had in a game against the team since 2001 when they sacked Chris Chandler nine times, who also played for the Falcons, which is weird. Um, but the Saints have 40 sacks with four games left. Are the Saints going to get to 50 sacks in a season?
3: I mean, that's only uh, two and a half sacks a game. Uh, I think that's I think that's totally feasible.
2: It's too um, bad they don't play Atlanta again cuz they'd get there in one game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were destroy they were destroy- they were cr- the the Atlanta offensive line was just caving in. Like even though they got the onside kick, like I never once for a, for a moment was like Atlanta's going to come back and tie this game. I I don't know how y'all felt, but I was just like they're caving in
0: that offensive line.
2: Oh, I, I was convinced Atlanta was going to score a touchdown.
0: Hey, wait! Wait! How many sacks does Cam Jordan have? Thirteen and a half. Okay, then. Well, then he's second in the NFL. Who's first? Uh, I hope I'm saying his first name right, Shaquille Barrett from Tampa. Oh, uh, he, he have might have got a bunch today. To,
1: he might have got some today, right? How many does he have?
0: He had, he had, he has fourteen and a half.
2: Oh, Maybe. he had two sacks today then. Oh. Yeah, bastard. There's no way they're giving Shaquille Bear a defensive player of the year. No. No. You you, you don't get nice things when you play for Tampa. Everybody knows
1: that. No, Tampa. you and and defensive player of the year, I, I mean I, I can't for sure say this, but I, I would be stunned if it went to a guy on a losing team, uh, or like a team barely in the playoffs in a long time. I mean, same thing with MVP or Offensive Player of the Year. Like you gotta, you gotta either have ridiculous, you gotta have ridiculous numbers, and you gotta be a playoff team. Uh, so, so Dave, now we need to talk about what the people come to this podcast for. Uh, besides the live show, which is December fourteenth at Tracy's, it's gonna be amazing. Me and um, me and my me and my lovely my wife did a walk through uh, Friday uh, on Black Friday. It's amazing, guys. It's gonna be great. Everybody that RSVP'd, it's gonna be great. We have uh, we're gonna have trivia. Uh, I raided this this black and gold discount rack. We have Jaris Bird. Jersey, we have a Willie Sneed jersey, and we have a Drew Brees is the GOAT t shirt. And if if you RSVP'd, you're eligible to play the trivia. Kevin Held will be like a master of ceremonies, telling the asking you the questions like a drunk Alex Trebek. So if you RSVP'd, not only do you get a t shirt from my wife, you get to play trivia and possibly win a Jairus Bird jersey. How amazing is that? But
2: Dave, and who knows, Dave might even uh, make a shy, tuttle stiff arm. T- shirt by then <laughs> have
1: <laughs> but dave we have listeners all we have listeners all over the country you got dm'd by
4: <laughs> one of our
1: fantastic listeners he wants you to come to his strip club in dallas and hang out with him i need to know the details on this story
3: <laughs> I, I was in dallas this weekend and one of our loyal listeners invited me to come out to his he manages a club it's uh what kind it, of club dude? Dude? the it's a uh let's see it's a a cabaret it's a a, a a gentleman's gentleman's club uh it's uh the largest topless
0: club in dallas
3: and they do free lunch weekdays eleven to two p m
0: now when they talk when when they say largest they mean square footage or or what
3: I don't know. This was, uh, this was Mr. Brian Hart. The Brian Hart. I appreciate your generosity. If yeah. I was, uh, had more free time, I, maybe I would have taken you up on your
1: offer. Jeez, Dave. I mean, you've <laughs> got to make time, time to get over there. <laughs> you know? The, the, uh, I'm the, on a tight
3: the, schedule when I travel.
1: The Texans just scored again. <laughs> They're winning 21-3. to oh, Dave, I can't believe you. Oh, and by the way, it, we would gladly... Let a a a, a men's gentlemen's club uh, sponsor this podcast. We could oh, combo yeah. it with the Blue Chew and the Manscaped, and it would just be a triple play of delight, <laughs> delightfulness. <laughs> um. So, uh, people in the chat room are asking Andrew, how concerned are should, how concerned should we be about the offensive line, who seem to have some very bumpy moments against Atlanta Thursday?
2: Yeah, it all depends on Toronto Armstead. I don't think there's any need to be concerned. I mean, I think for the playoffs at least, Armstead and Andres Pete will will be back. And so as long as they don't lose anybody else, um, and you know, as long as they can get to full strength, and that that's where the buy comes in. That's where that is so critical because uh, it gives you that that week to rest and and recuperate and hopefully get some guys back that have been hurt. So, you know, my assumption is that Andres Pete uh, will be back in the next couple of weeks and I'm hoping that Armstead can play as soon as this week. Um, you know, that he's week to week, I know. And there's the, the doctor, Dr. Chow that is on Twitter and kind of evaluates each player. And he said that it looked like a minor high ankle sprain and that he wouldn't rule out Armstead playing against the 49ers. So I know he's not with the team. He's not diagnosing him. He's so, I mean, I, I know he's just basing this off what he sees on the game tape, but I'm hopeful that Armstead can come back for this game. And if he can't, then yeah, it's a big concern for this game. Um, But I I'm still reasonably confident that come playoff time, the saints will be okay. And they'll have their guys.
1: Dave, I can handle the Ted Ginn experience and getting the full Ted Ginn. I can handle that. I don't know if I'm mentally, capable of handling the Ted Ginn experience and now the Jared Cook experience both together uh that's too much inconsistency and drops for my liver liver to take
3: i don't think that uh i i i'm i think that's an isolated incident uh, that's not something really i mean Ted Ginn yes he's been historically He's a dropper of footballs, but everybody else on the Saints, (laughs) as far as the receivers are concerned, that's not usually been their mo. So I'm I'm going to at least I'm going to at least try to convince myself that uh, everything's going to just the ship is going to right itself uh, immediately and
1: and, and (laughs) swiftly. You don't sound you don't sound too uh, confident. (laughs) Too confident at all. I mean. I feel like with in Gannon, you just it's just spin the wheel, and I can take it. Um, And that's one issue. The, the defense has been amazing. And, Kevin, we talked about it last podcast, but I, I saw it Thursday again. I just – I don't like to get into conspiracies, and I don't have the X-File music on my board, so I won't play it. Uh, but the Saints – seem to be officiated different than other teams like they have more penalties called against them and less penalties called for the other team I mean it's I've never seen a Saints team get get penalized like this when they're winning can you think of a team a Saints team that's been penalized in this way officiated this way that's been a competent team. I can think of times like with Jim Haslett and Ditka where they, yes, they got a ton of penalties called them because they were a fucking disaster. But for this team to be 10 and two and be a penalty disaster, I can't recall.
0: Uh, me neither. Uh, I believe you're also asking the wrong guy to remember specific, a specific facet <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of, of past, Fair. of past teams. Like, 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 listen, I can remember that Wayne Gandy was a disaster. But don't ask me to remember. Boy, can you compare and contrast, uh, you know, penalties versus this and that? Uh, I mean, my warped memory. I'm going to just say no. I can't. Can either of you, Dave, Andrew? Can you think of a, of a Saint
1: scene that's been that's been head officiating like this?
3: No, I cannot. My my memory doesn't go back as far as Judy's, but I can't
2: remember anything. Yeah, um, Jeff Asher um, is. Uh, he I think I think on Twitter he did something where he he charted every game and and yeah, basically viewed the difference between you know how the Saints have been officiated and how the teams they're playing have been officiated in that same game and the disparity between number of flags thrown for the Saints versus flags thrown for the other team. I mean. I mean, it, it's way skewed, uh, like more than ever. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a concern. It's shocking. Um, you know, the hands of the face stuff, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of, I mean, th- there are several where there's really nowhere to hide. Like the, the, a couple of those Eli Apple pass, pass interferences, like you know, we can complain about the way they, the game's officiated, but a couple of those are clear pass interference. So, but, but I do feel like the Saints have been on the losing end of the 50-50 call a whole hell of a lot this year. And, you know, I don't know that I'm ready to uh, go conspiracy theory or play the X files music, but it is suspicious <laughs> and it is concerning, uh, especially as the games kind of get more important as we go along here. Um, Joseph but said,
1: I, I'd rather it happen earlier in the season, in the two, you know, and, and fight
2: through it, than get screwed later in the year, you know? So I'm hoping that the saints are building some karma and, Sean Payton can talk to the officials and be like, "Hey, look, we've been getting screwed all year," and he can throw send in tapes to the NFL, and it kind of corrects itself, but it hasn't yet. Well, nope. the,
3: the the frustrating the frustrating part is the pass interference shit. You know, we, we saw it in the Atlanta Falcons game. Uh, they don't call. Wait, I'm sorry. They what was it? Well, in in Carolina, they don't call the pass interference. Uh, on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They review it. They end up calling it. Um, And basically, basically because there was a little contact, you know, he put his arms around him and then let go. Uh, And then, of course, in the Falcons game, we see contact in the end zone and they don't call it. Peyton throws the flag and you don't get the call. And it's just, it's just frustrating because it, there's just no, there's just absolutely no inconsistency. And you have no idea what, what officiating crew is going to call what. And I don't necessarily think it's particularly against the Saints. I just think it's, I don't know. I, I, I would have thought that all the referees got together and would say, look, on this pass interference stuff, when we review this stuff, if anybody gets their hands on the receiver before the ball gets there, then let's all agree we're just going to, we're gonna call it pass interference. If it wasn't called in the field, then we'll overturn it and we'll make it a pass interference call. If it was called in the field, we'll just leave it as stand. at call to stand, stand is I, called, whatever. I uh, feel- and but it's like you you have you in the last two Saints games, you have basically the same the same <laughs> uh, the same infraction. You have a, a defensive player. With the ball in the air, and the defensive player just sort of puts his arm around for a little bit—not not not holding them for an extended amount of time—but and then lets them go, and
1: one gets called and one doesn't get called. I feel like Kevin, the the, the referees hate the pass interference review so much that they're just—they had a meeting. In they're the sabotaging off-season. the fucking system. And they're like, we are going to f- we're going make such a hash of this that they're going to get rid of it. Like, we hate this. We're going to fuck it up so much that they're
0: going to get rid of we're,
2: it. We're never going to overturn it
0: unless it's the Saints. <laughs> hey, guys, you remember a few years ago when the NFL refs went on strike and the scab refs came in and they were somehow shitty-er? And then the regular refs came back, and the players were like hugging them that first week back. Man, how fucking stupid were we all? I don't know. <laughs> I like Just occurred. I don't know. Just thought of it.
1: <laughs> I did. Wasn't? Didn't they have the ref, the referees when they had the fail mary with Green Bay and Seattle? I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was. It was the. It was the the, the scab refs doing that one. Yeah, I mean,
1: so uh, I'm not going to play the 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 the, the germ the, uh, shy Tuttle uh, stiff arming Matt Ryan into oblivion again because I have played it enough. Why before. not? Why think... not?
0: <laughs> you should play it one more time
1: later. Later, but Andrew, I want to talk about that. I, I feel like that play sort of overshadows everything with him and he is a UDFA. He's playing really well. Like if you even if you take that out, he's playing really like he's a he's sort of forced his way from a guy who made the roster and was would played a little bit the first week when Onyamata was out to a guy. They're playing him all the time now. Yeah, and, and listen I this is Listen, the Saints kind of have a
2: really nice rotation on the defensive line now, and it's not just Shai Tuttle, but I mean, Shai Tuttle is playing a lot, and he wouldn't be in there if he wasn't playing well, because they have enough guys, that's the thing, like, they, they don't have to play him, they, they have enough guys where they could keep a tighter rotation, but every time he goes in there, he makes plus plays, and so they don't really feel like there's a huge drop-off when they rotate these guys in and out, and I just feel like on the edge. You feel great about what Davenport's been doing. He he kind of had a little bit of a slump, and now he's back and he's playing. He's my spirit again.
1: animal because he only has one good arm, and he's still wrecking shit.
2: Yeah, and he's had three sacks the last two weeks, so he, he's he's ramped up his play. And Sheldon Rankins is starting to get back to being his old self. And you know, Malcolm Brown, great free agent signing. David Onyemata is doing his thing. Obviously, Cam Jordan's the he's the the linchpin, the anchor. Um, but then, you know, even Trey Hendrickson, Shy Tuttle, they're doing their thing. So the Saints have a great rotation going in their front four. They have eight guys. And basically anytime any of them shuffle in, e- even Mario Edwards, you know, he comes in and he makes a play here or there. So I-, I think they're in a great situation right now on their front four. And they've just done a great job creating depth where they keep these guys fresh because they keep rotating them in and out. And the thing is, I- I'm here. Seeing a lot of people say, like, well, I just I don't know that we can compete with the 49ers. We're in for a rude awakening. We can't play like this. Like, I get that the Saints have struggled in these games, but the one thing that they have done without fail for the last two years is stop the run. They're the best in the league at stopping the run. That is what they do, and it's because their linebackers are so physical and fast and their front four dominates in the trenches. And so when you look, look at the 49ers and what they do offensively, Garoppolo is is not, they're not a a team that kills you through the air. Uh, They're very much a team that tries to establish the run game. And so that's a great matchup because I feel like that goes right into what the saints do best, which is stop their biggest strength. And so, you know, maybe the 49ers will block well and they will run the ball in the saints, but uh, I'll have to see it to believe it. And and ultimately, yes, that defense is good. I think points are going to be hard to come by, but I think the Saints are, are strong enough defensively, and it's not like they're having to stop Lamar Jackson or D- Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. That's This is not that kind of offense where if this is a knockdown, dragout, 13-10, win-ugly kind of game, the Saints can play the 49ers with the personnel that they have. And it goes exactly back to having guys like Shai Tuttle playing at a high level where – you can give Onyamata a breather for three snaps because he can come in and the drop off's not significant.
1: Dave, I feel like. Chicken and I want tonight. all of you to answer. I but... feel like chicken tonight. <laughs> you know, chicken tonight. I'm starting with you, but I want everybody to answer. And this is a question from Preston Ellis. Uh, he's over at the Bird Rights. They'll be with us uh, December 14th at Tracy's. You should come and see us live show. It's going to be awesome. Uh, he said, my parents just told me we're not a Super Bowl team and said we've had really bad games. I reminded them that we didn't win a playoff games for over 30 fucking years. Are Saints fans becoming spoiled.
2: Yes. His,
3: his parents. His parents said this. Yes.
0: Preston, that, that, you know what you have to do.
3: You've got a file for that, uh, where you'd like get divorced from your parents. Yes, emancipation. Yeah, yeah. You you need to start, Preston. Hire a lawyer. Look into emancipation, uh, because it's over. Your parents obviously don't love you.
1: I think that's I think that's agreed. Hey, this is a good question from Rikert, Kevin. Would this be the perfect week to have the surviving members of the Dome Patrol rip Sam Mills? Do the pregame hoodat chant.
0: Yes. Uh, only if Ricky Jackson promises to show up in his pork pie hat and <laughs> says hometown a bunch. <laughs> uh,
1: I want that to happen so bad.
2: I, I um, want Ricky Williams to do it, and I want him to throw his Super Bowl ring at the 49ers bench. <laughs> Take the shit back.
1: <laughs> uh, is is Andrew is one-legged Armstead the real one, not the guy that NBC showed? Is he preferable to o- Omame? And that's a good question. Where does where does injured Teron Armstead meet healthy Omame on the flow chart? <laughs> offensive line like where, where does one pass the other on the bar so basically
2: how fucked up does armstead have to be to be worse than oma
1: yes <laughs>
2: um i mean it's not just the, the physical part you know it's, it's it's the understanding your assignment it's it's um knowing where you're supposed to be on a certain play. so that, you know there's the there's a whole other level of it which is just iq and chemistry with the guy to the right of you, and understanding how to play that I think is tough on a guy like Patrick Omame. You know, Omame is a guard by by design. I mean, he's got the length to play tackle and in a pinch, the Saints have put him in there. Um, But he's really a guard trying to play tackle and it's not his natural position. So I I thought he competed really well. And I thought, um, you know, Atlanta, they don't have superior rushers they have Tack McKinley and they have vic beasley and you know those are fancy names and they're both first round picks but uh, it hasn't really happened this year for them and, and they've been mediocre at best and so the assignment you know I, I do think the saints maybe benefited a little bit this past week from oma having an easier assignment but obviously going up against the 49ers is a completely different story and uh, I, I just think I, I would take armstead almost in any state um, over and in the flu is different. I mean, yes, he was terrible when he had the flu. Um, but that, I mean, that's, that affects your energy, you know, and then, then he just see he, he, he's, you know, ready to collapse or whatever. So, and he can't go four quarters. So the flu is different, but if it, his knee is banged up or his ankles banged up or, or he's got a torn bicep, which he played with half the year last year, it seemed like, but uh, I just don't think anything that is compromised on Armstead is going to mean he's worse than Oma. And that, that's, Again, Oma may filled in well, and uh, that's not to criticize him, but I think you've got a superstar Pro Bowl left tackle, and if he can go at all, he needs to go. This is the kind of game they need him.
1: Kevin, I asked people to name the shy Tuttle play. Hear the suggestions. The Tuttle shuffle, the turkey stuff arm, the pick stiff.
2: Uh, My personal favorite was Flat Ryan. (laughs)
0: You know what? I, I like the pick stiff. Uh, pick pick stiff was the best of those three, but I think I like Flat Ryan like a little bit more on that.
2: All right, go ahead and play it again.
4: Hmm. <laughs> oh, deception! Oh, deception! Matt Ryan! <laughs> 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 oh
1: my god, wie eine Hör doch mal auf. He also sounds like he's getting tickled. Like which is weird. <laughs> I love Germans so much. I love I love German people almost as much as I love German food. Um, uh, Here's a question uh for Dave that's interesting. Uh, I know I shouldn't bother with off-season questions in December, but I'm bidding a Brandon Cooks vibe from Alvin Kamara. Do you put it past Peyton to move him in the off-season? Jesus Christ, Brandon! Could you, be... I don't know.
3: I, I think Brandon might be saying that you know maybe because and I, I was a little disappointed, but I mean he made a business decision on that uh you like yeah, on side kick. kick, big time. I mean, so I mean that that's that's the only only piece of evidence that would give me that feeling. But otherwise, I mean, I just feel like uh, if you're talking about his lack of production lately or maybe he just hasn't seemed like he's been playing like himself, I mean, I, I just think hes it, it's been like that since his injury. I just don't know if he's really ever gotten back to 100% yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is with Alvin Kamara is His contract is going to be much, much, much more difficult than Michael Thomas. Because Michael Thomas, the Saints made the decision a long time ago. They were like, we're fine making you the highest paid wide receiver and giving you a ton of money because you are a cornerstone of the franchise and we... Know your work ethic. We know that you probably, if you if you stay healthy, you probably aren't going to have a steep decline, even into your late 20s, and it was fine. So that was there was never a doubt. With Kamara, we love him. He's fun and all this. But there's a ton of difficult issues with him with running backs and stuff. Uh, so it's just going to be... Way more complicated, and and that was that was stunning on that onside kick that he made, that they put him on this. I mean, Andrew, special teams is mostly just want to, and to have a guy on the hands team just do that. I, I would. It was it was sort of stunning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, you know he doesn't have a lot of experience doing it, so I, that that's that's the part that I think that's tough is you throw a guy like Kamara in a situation like that, and he's not used to doing it, and all of a sudden he's like, "Here, run, run!" I mean, he he's done kickoff returns and punt returns, so it's not like he won't play special teams, but I I just think that assignment is pretty unique, and unless you're, you're totally committed to what you need to do, I mean, obviously he was kind of checked out there for whatever reason, um, but. I just think the thing with Camaro. So, just going back to the original question, we'll have all offseason to overanalyze this to death. Um, the the short answer to your question, in my opinion, is we saw Sean Payton trade away Jimmy Graham. We saw him trade away Reggie Bush. We saw him trade away Darren Sproul. So, never say never. I think if he if he was able to get something for if he if he decided, you know what we can't fool with this contract negotiation. He's going to want too much, and it's not worth it. Let's go get a first-round pick. Then I think they would consider doing it. And I think we need to be honest with ourselves that that may be a reality with Marshawn Lattimore too. So I'm not saying it will happen with either player. I'm not saying it will happen at all with either of them. But there's a chance that one or both could get traded away if the Saints decide they don't want to sign them long-term. Now, the reality is, how this season plays out, I think, has huge weight in any decision they make this off season. And do they win a Super Bowl? How that affects Drew Brees? There, there's tons of different ways this can play out. So I, I think it's, it's impossible at this point to speculate until we see how things play out this Dave,
1: season. Dave, did you just rip open a bag of Sour Patch Kids?
2: Yes, I did. S- Sour Patch <laughs> Watermelon.
0: Nice. <laughs> Uh, all Did right, you well, see
2: that Dave's neighbor brought him a Bloody Mary with Funyuns in it?
1: Oh my! God. And and, <laughs> and homemade beef jerky. What was better, the Bloody Mary with the Funyuns or the beef jerky? No, 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 no! no. The, the beef jerky was in the Bloody Mary. Oh, also. okay. <laughs> the only the only thing
2: missing were Sour Patch Kids and Skittles, right, Dave? That's
3: you. Can, you know, no. That's that's like dessert. You don't mix that with the Bloody I, Mary. <laughs> I have to say, it's not amateur hour here, Judge. I,
1: I was at my brother for Thanksgiving, and I'm not an eggnog person at all. And I'm drinking eggnog right now actually. My brother, he had Jack Daniel's eggnog. Oh no, it was Southern Comfort eggnog that you buy in the grocery that doesn't it doesn't have alcohol in it. You add the Southern Comfort to to it. It is fucking magnificent. It's the eggnog that's perfect for people that don't like eggnog.
0: I, well, dude,
1: I'm i a, a, a Pennsylvania Dutch guy myself.
0: Hang on a second. Can we trust the tastes of a guy who drinks Jim Beam honey and whatever the hell else? Soda? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm hang drinking on, hang on a second, Dave. Don't <laughs> you get up on on your high horse here because you're you're eating, drinking a Bloody Mary with fucking Funyuns in it. What the hell's going on here? It's like a Thanksgiving tradition. It's like once a year. No, no, no. I'll tell you what a Thanksgiving tradition is. Starcade back in the 80s, that was a Thanksgiving tradition before it got moved thanks to Survivor Series, which then became the Thanksgiving tradition. But I digress.
3: We're talking about wrestling now. Uh,
0: No, I was going to say,
1: um, you know, I don't, I do for the holidays, I do honey, Jim Beam, and cinnamon flavored Coke. It's the diabetes holiday drink that all the kids are doing. Wait, you buy
3: that? Cinnamon flavored Coke? Yeah, they have cinnamon
0: flavored Coke.
1: You buy it. Where do you buy that? It's you, they have cinnamon. it like the little the little the little miniature mini Coke cans. It's it's special for the holidays, Dave. You
2: you are a sick man.
1: Jesus. Jesus. So you drink the cinnamon Coke, and the Jim Beam honey. It's fantastic. It's like getting drunk while eating, a Cinnabon. I mean, who wouldn't <laughs> want to do that? Um, so man, look, just before, drink eggnog. Like... I could. I don't like eggnog though. The, 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 That's the, delicious. End of it. But so I like freedom. I like the Southern Comfort eggnog because it doesn't have that, that eggnog ending flavor. Uh, so listen, before we get to our picks of the Saints 49ers, guys, mybookie.ag is the place to go for online gambling. You can gamble on anything you want. You can be like me today and foolishly bet on Everton to win at Leicester City and get your heart ripped out in the last 15 minutes. You can bet props. You can bet LSU Georgia for the SEC championship game, and right now you get a hundred percent sign up bonus. Use the code Chair. Hundred percent sign up bonus. That's right. You put in a th- you put in a hundred, you get an extra hundred to play. So go to mybookie.ag today. Use the code Chair. Get a hundred percent freaking sign up bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Andrew, the Saints, yes, sir. San Francisco saints are a three and a half point favorite who you got
2: yeah i think so we've complained about the officiating we've complained about how the saints maybe play down to their opposition a little bit we've seen that um but again they're 10 and 2 for a reason uh they've gone on the road to chicago and they've won and i know that we all think they're terrible now but they were a playoff team last year they went on the road to Seattle, and they won with Teddy Bridgewater. And Seattle's a team that's lost two games all year. Um, and so and Seattle beat the 49ers. So anyone that tells me the Saints are, are not capable of beating the 49ers at home in New Orleans, And I, Garoppolo I'm sorry. was a
1: train wreck against Seattle because they couldn't run the ball.
2: I'm not buying it. I'm, not, I'm sorry I'm not buying it. So, you know, I think moving the football will be tough, um, but I, I think Drew Brees will do just enough. I think... Camara and Michael Thomas will clean it up a little bit. They'll play better than they did on four days rest. Uh, I'm going Saints 20, 49ers 13. Um, I think it'll be a hard-fought game. And I my player of the game, I'm going to go with DeMario Davis, who comes up with a huge fourth-and-one tackle. Um, we'll say inside the five to, to finish the game.
1: Kevin, the Saints... 49ers, who you got?
4: God. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, Jeopardy music. I could play that. Uh,
0: I got it. say it's 20. 40 49ers. 49ers. Good. Keep going. Uh, I'm gonna say, 10-4-2 gets a sack late in the game that pushes the 49ers out of field goal range and forces the 49ers to throw up a deep ball. And, uh, oh, ball's deep. right. And all of us have heart attacks and nearly die because we're concerned that there's going to be a pass interference call, but the, Remaining, the surviving members of our families uh, get to rejoice that there was no pass interference called.
1: Uh, I. They
0: didn't must have not thrown
1: Desha- it to Eli Apple. I didn't to Deshaun Watson in fantasy. I am the worst fantasy player in America. Dave. Clearly. <laughs> Dave. Saints 49ers, who you got? Dave.
2: Unmute, unmute yourself, yourself. All, right, stop, all right all right. all right i'm
3: not eating funyuns. uh well i think uh I, I think uh the path to success for the saints is uh like we discussed earlier i think they need to try and make jimmy garoppolo win the game they need to try and shut down the run game for the niners um which i think plays into their strengths so um i i i you know, I watch the Niners play, and they make me nervous because they look so good. But at the same time, you know, I can also talk myself into uh, the Saints being the better football team. And that's what I'm going to do right now. And uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, like Jude said. I think it's going to be actually even lo- more low-scoring. I think I'm going to go with 17-13 uh, to 13 Saints. And uh, I'm gonna give the, uh, I'm going to give it to Lutz. It's going to come down to Lutz.
1: Y'all are all wrong. Saints 38. San Francisco. 38. 38 to 13. Fucking Drew Brees is gonna conjure up the Oh my god, he's amazing. He's gonna go like twenty-eight of thirty-two for three, ten, and four, and everybody in America is gonna go. Oh, shit, the Saints are fucking good. I forgot about that because they've been talking about San Francisco and Baltimore and Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. And Drew Brees is just going to fucking light San Francisco up and burn them to the ground. And I don't know if that means going forward that Drew Brees is just going to be amazing. I just know that Drew Brees, from what I've seen the last three, three, four weeks, he can still conjure up the magic. I don't know if he can do it consistently and run it out and, and the Saints can win a Super Bowl but he's going to do it Sunday and it's going to feel amazing and we are going to be just chest puff, puffed out thinking the Saints are going 14-2 and two and are going to murder everyone in the NFC in the playoffs that's what it's going to be, that's my prediction, Saints 38-13 Drew Brees looks amazing um, so uh before we get out of here, guys, you can't RSVP for the live show. But as Dave, we put in the shirt order with Dave. Uh, we have the, some extra shirts. The order shirts. has been placed. Has been placed. I added a little because Dave was like these these numbers. They're all even, so I added a few extras. So if people kind of want to come in and you we have some shirts uh, and you didn't RSVP we, we can give a couple people some shirts so join us live it'll be fun we're going to give out prizes we're going to get drunk we're going to have a mic where you can ask questions it's going to be ridiculous and Tracy's the upstairs space they have is freaking amazing it's going to be a great night join us on December 14th we're all going to be there uh, we're going to hang out before we're going to get drunk after it's going to be great uh, so join us so guys, this has been the live show. We did it Sunday night for fun. Uh thanks for joining us. Uh I gotta play it one more time to take us out.
4: Oh deception! Oh, Matt Ryan <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh my god. Wie eine Puppe
1: auf Boden. Hör doch mal auf. Until next week, the bar is closed. I love it so much. Octon, oh, oh, Matt
2: Ryan. Zip the Interception. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can events.
0: a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit gocoastguard.com to learn more. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time?